everybody. Daniel Ramsey here with Scale the Podcast. I'm so excited because I've got a good friend, Joe Ryan, on the call today. He is the president of GRA Inc. And it's a company focused on changing the way the construction industry does what they do. I'm a general contractor in addition to being, you know, the co-founder and CEO of my Outdesk. And I know how crazy broken this industry is. Joe breaks down exactly how they are changing it. And it's amazing because it's through leadership, culture, and communication. This podcast has a lot of applications for business. And I think you're going to get a lot of value out of listening. Okay. So we typically uh, pull customers in and just talk about their story. And it's a, it's a real highlight for them. It's also an opportunity for us to talk a little bit about virtual assistants. Um, but this is your show. So what would be a big win for you guys, Joe and Lily? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually, um, and I was just explaining um, to, to, your, to your partner there that, uh, that we, you know, what we do and, what we were doing before COVID and, and where we think the, the, the industry is going from our, yep. our area, which is tech and construction and design and engineering and in, in all these markets, uh, you know, we leverage tools and technology that are available to be able to do this. So people don't have to be in front of each other. People don't have to be working, you know, at the field level. What we're trying to do is literally remove work from the field, bring it to more structured environments that you're higher productivity um, leverage resources that are out there that can be more effective and efficient, uh, as well as they don't have to be uh, on site where there's potential safety issues, there's potential issues with weather, there's things that we can't control. So this, uh, so so mod just really made sense for us because um, I was introduced to you when I was working out of the out of the Bay Area. We were looking for uh, resources and we needed them to be more. Um, uh, technical, but we, that's how we found out about you, but more so um, it opened up our eyes to, you know, what could be. And we, we truly believe in the method because it's what we do as a platform and we've created a yeah. platform and how we could execute. And so my just, it's, it's a really amazing tool that fits into what we do. And so, right. you know, it, it, it's, you know, people don't even know that, you know, Hey, our EAs are out of the Philippines. <laughs> it's like, and you know, it's, it, they don't get it. And, you know, they just think, Oh, okay. You know, people are, you know, have accents and what have you, but, um, and we, we don't treat, um, them as external employees. They're, they're part of our team. Uh, CLO yeah. specifically works with us, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis and is an, an absolute integral part of our team. And, and we use the mod in, in a very different, it's not just, answering phones or coordinating calendar. It's literally creating productivity, you know, creating packages, um, website information, um, streamline uh, marketing messages, uh, uh, standards and proposals that we work on. So very, we leverage the, the relationships heavily. So um, we love it. Uh, and we can, we're continuing, we're actually interviewing right now to add people. So. Wow. That's really cool. And what's your, um, I know you guys are a commercial developer, but what, what do you, do you guys, <laughs> Yeah. So, so there's three, three areas. Um, so there's, uh, what we have is just two businesses. The GRA is the project management program management organization. And okay. we, um, we manage uh, mission critical facilities or we manage mission critical projects, um, for large scale, uh, cloud groups, uh, CSPs, cloud service providers for co-location groups with groups, which are third-party co-location, yeah. um, uh, enterprise groups. So we act as representatives, 
during the full life cycle of a project from concept to design, through design, through engineering, through construction and into operations. Yeah. And what we do along the way is and um, doing that is we also have a technology sector, which on our side, we've been geeks for years, which trying to figure out, you know, how does construction is a broken industry and that's antiquated. And yeah. um, we, we have a lot of baseball references in what we do because you know, if you watch anything, the, the for example, what the Oakland A's did to baseball and and subsequently how it changed baseball, which was, right. you know, mired in 150 years of, of history and broken and completely looking at the wrong things. And so we've been able to look at technology, manufacturing, construction and really compartmentalize and find a way to do that throughout the whole life cycle of a program and add massive, massive amount of efficiencies to it. So we have our program and project management. We have our technology side where we, we infiltrate and uh, go into organizations and drive our um, processes, procedures, and standards into that organization and into that culture and really lead with culture first and changing the way the culture is and really wow. gaining a massive amounts of efficiencies. And then in other areas, we go in and we advise groups on how to do it the way we do it um, and advise groups that want to get into the, to the market. And then the other part of our business, which is a new organization, it's network environments. We have, we take all of the work out of the field level and actually do turnkey data centers in a manufacturing environment that are deployed either in existing buildings, new buildings, or hundred percent prefabrication. And that's where really the market's going. It's where most markets are going. And, um, and that's kind of us uh, really quickly, but uh, that's, that's what we do. Um, and and uh, we, we leverage what's out there and we leverage what, and look at things very differently and really find um, value in what others just push away to the side. Like 3d modeling is the purest form of construction and data and taking it along that way and using bits and, and zeros and ones to basically communicate and literally leverage that technology to communicate, to take things out of the field, take it into a, a controlled environment, but also leverage people in a better manner and allow them to collaborate, not at certain points, but throughout the whole life cycle as well. So it's, mm. it's pretty amazing. And we're getting, you know, we're a startup, but uh, we're really not, um, you know, we're about three years old uh, and, and getting, you know, great, great, great uh, feedback. Um, haven't really had bad feedback at this point, except that, Oh, wow. How the hell did you do that? Uh, so, I mean, it's just, that's it. I mean, that's, that's kind of us in a truncated form. But that's cool. We, it, you guys are very similar to what we do. You've been able to leverage and look at how do you uh, import people into your organization or how do you leverage people in your organization without having to look at you every day. And in, in this new world of post COVID, do we really need to go into an office every day? Do we really need our assistants to go in there or can they have a better quality of life without losing two or three hours in a car every day times five or in some cases six. So we, we love, we love the program. Yeah. When you um, talk about pulling it out of the field and doing it in an office or a controlled environment, is that like prefabrication? Is it? or, or Yeah. Like yeah. So that's exactly it. So it's prefabrication. It's even the design portion of it that instead of individuals working in their, in their little silos and working in their organizations, we bring that into a platform and create the 3D model uh, you know, from design and throughout that whole process. And that becomes a single source of truth throughout the whole life cycle. And then that allows for better um, 
breaking things out of the field, bringing them into a manufacturing environment, do prefabrication and standardizing on your electrical rooms, your mechanical rooms, your 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 uh, pipe uh, uh, connections and uh, your your pipe systems and what have you. And it allows that to be that that data that you're working on is accurate, that you can manufacture from that data. And that allows the you know information to be brought to manufacturing as well as built there tested there and then shipped to the site. And I mean, we're seeing, you know, 30 to 40% reduction in time scale. We're seeing 20 to 30%. And we anticipate even more as we go uh, cost savings overall. And then the quality's through the roof. Um, and then, you know, delays due to weather or, um, you know, challenges at the field or material not being there become, a, become non-existent at that point. Yeah. I have a, um, I, my kid's, play soccer. And one of the moms is a uh, analyst at calipers and she's, oh, in nice. the, and she's in the um, physical assets division. So mm -hmm. like land water. And I'm like, so what's the best investment, you know, cause she's the nerd behind the spreadsheet. Right. And so, and I, and she's like data centers, data centers oh, yeah. are outpaced. Yeah, calipers is one of the biggest investors for years. They've been, they were early adopters. They've made their uh, participants a lot of money. Yeah. Um, a lot of money it's, and, and that's, that's actually true. I mean, there's data center companies, the third party groups out there or groups that support data centers. That's another yeah. investment area or technology. I mean, think of it this way. Um, in the maturity of data and technology, the U S is at like the sixth inning, right? Where Europe's in like the second or third inning yeah. where Mexico's, you know, half of them are just coming to the ballpark. They didn't you know, even know and, there was and, a game. Most right. Countries. Exactly. So, so think, think of, you know, the, the epicenters here and it's just going to start to explode as you go. And we, you know, we're think of the um, you know, in Asia, they, they they've got a lot uh, of, a, of, of stuff happening there, but Africa, Middle East, um, Mexico, Central South America, um, Eastern Europe, um, yeah. Southern parts of Europe, um, you know, Sp Spain and France are just evolving into it as well. I mean, Dublin's pretty evolved, uh, Netherlands pretty evolved, but I mean, you have just so much opportunity out there and it's, it's actually, we love the market because it changes so rapidly. Um, and, uh, the margins aren't so bad either, but so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really great. What's your biggest challenge three years into a startup? This isn't a, this isn't a fast startup. This is one of those infrastructure construction, old industries. What's your biggest challenges? Education, educating people um, and trying to convince them to go, you know, out of the norm. I mean, you think of it this way, everybody, you know, it, it takes people that are innovative and really want to drive change to a market. I mean, Nobody thinks the construction industry is broken, but it's the largest industry in the country, right? Other than, you know, I mean, we don't do much manufacturing as much here as we used to and what have you, but construction drives uh, the, the, the economy in the United States to, to a certain point. But if you look at that and you look at your 30 to 40% productive, and if you look at every other industry, if they were that, you know how much we would pay for a refrigerator? Right. Right. So, so, why would you as an owner not want to entertain change and drive change into an, a market? Well, you don't do it because it's not what they do 
primarily, but the, the, the data center people have an opportunity because they're, they're building these things at such a rapid pace and such a scale that they're able to influence a market, which they are driving a market. It's just not fast enough because they have to deploy. Yeah. So it's groups like us that, you know, we're smaller, um, you know, pretty nimble, make decisions quickly, can respond appropriately. Um, but right now, the, the, you know, where, where we're going is, is educating people and adoption, but also resources. Right now, it's really challenging to get resources. I mean, yeah. hugely challenging to get resources and people that want to, you know, don't want to create a new app and just, you know, make millions of dollars that really don't mind working, you know, out of college and, you know, going and not everybody has to go to college. Some people can go into construction and, you know, still yeah. do really well. Uh, yeah. You know, the, I, I tell everybody the big lie is you got to go to school. If you, if you're good and you want to go to school, you can go, but this, you still do, you can be very successful outside of school. Uh, but um, you know, the American dream should be to be successful, not that you have to go to school to be successful. There's lots of paths is what we might say, right? Many There's paths. Lots. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Many so Joe, paths. why did you start this business? Like what was, what's your why behind it? You know, I started the business because um, I, you know, it's, it, it took, it took over a 15 year career. I, I noticed there was a lot of things that were wrong in the industry and there's a lot of things that were really great. Um and, but you're focused on the things that were wrong because they were always getting you and they're always biting you. And I mean, it sounds altruistic and kumbaya and what have you, but I really wanted to change the construction industry and I really wanted to, to make an impact and a positive impact. Um, and people that have been working for me for, you know, and with me for years, get my mantra. And I've been speaking the same mantra, you know, I mean, people think a lot of people think that technology is, is, is going to solve all the problems, but a fool with a tool is still a fool. You got to be educated in what you're doing and know what you want to do and really drive what you want to do. Don't just do it because we've done it that way all the time. And don't be afraid to make changes. And, and I found that I wanted to change the industry. I wasn't afraid of make, taking risks. Uh, and, you know, I love this industry. It's exciting. It's, it's, you know, uh, forward thinking. It, it is driving the industry uh, and it is driving the economy at this point. So it's, it was something that seemed altruistic, but I wanted to do things the way I wanted to do them. And I thought, and I think it's right. And we we're starting to see that it is right. And um, you know, we're starting to um, convince the people in the marketplace that this is the way to go. And, you know, others are out there doing the same thing. It's just, you know, we're, we're not trying to sell you a product. We're not trying to sell you on our services. We're trying to solve problems. And we're trying to sell you solutions. The same thing with, you know, like, when we engage with mod, it's what are they solving? You're solving a problem that, Hey, I don't have resources. I can't find resources. And I, you know, they don't have access to them. It, it solved the problem for us because we need to be fungible. We need to be flexible. And, you know, we work all over the world. So it made really great sense for us to be able to look at uh, having an EA that's distant. We're already working. So when COVID happened, I mean, we were trained to be uh, COVID proof, I guess you call it, because yeah. we were working at a distance. I mean, um, we don't have specific offices uh, and office hours. We have uh, shared office space all over the place um, because our projects are all over the place. Excuse me. Yeah. And mostly our projects are at where our customers are. And that's our project. That's our office. Yeah. So it just makes sense to be able to work at a distance that do I need to be there? If, I mean, yes, if I have to witness testing or you have to do something that's there, of course, that's that's a different story. But is it is is it maybe in the future that it's drones that we're looking at things and testing or or robots or what have you uh, something? I mean, that's a little bit 
far-fetching and and uh, Star Trekky uh, geeky, but I I really believe that COVID has changed the way we look at work, to change the way we look at the quality of life, and it's allowed us to speed up a lot of things, even on the data center side, the um, acceptance of the, these types of, uh, you know, virtual assistance and, yeah. and virtualization of, of people. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's going to be better for everybody in the long run. How do you manage? I'm weirdly, I'm a licensed contractor and was in your world <laughs> for a hot second. Like I love a hot it. Second, like seven years. Um, I apologize. But, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm excited. Cause I'm like, yes, he's right. It is broken. Um, but I'm curious, how, how do you manage like state to County to city to national standards, international? I'm like, I can imagine that being regulation and like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, isn't that yeah, one of so, the biggest so, yeah, challenges? I mean, yeah. So, and those are the things that you have to be identifying early on, right? There's, there's global, there isn't a global construction standard. There isn't a global code. And, and that is a challenge. And the best way to do that is leveraging local um, represent representatives that are in the region. So you might have um, say you work with, you know, group a that's out of the United States. It's an engineering architect, engineering design firm. Well, those are your, your consultants and your, your people, your commissioning agents and, you know, your contractors and what have you. So your contractors know local codes and, and the safety codes and conduct and what have you uh, as a, as a, um, you know, as a, a, a an owner's rep and, and and working on behalf of the con the the owner integrating with contractors and consultants, it's our job to basically make shake make sure that they're looking out for those pitfalls. That yeah. hey, it's meeting the local standards. Hey, Mister Engineer, did you work with a local group? And it's becoming more commonplace that. 80% of the design would be done in one area. And then the final is done by, you know, at the, the, you know, the last mile, so to speak, or the, you know, getting it past the, the goal line is done by local representatives that actually know what the codes are, what the challenges would be, or the environment um, permitting uh, questions that they may have. And so we, that's one, another thing that, that we found is really good getting all the stakeholders involved and collaborating early. early. And, and that, heavy pre-construction, getting everybody involved early on, literally having, even if they're just there virtually and you're, you're having them at meetings early on and they're, they're not doing anything until the end of the program. Well, guess what? They're going to hear something or they're going to see something or they're going to, Hey, uh, you might want to watch out for this. So having people collaborate and be on the same page and think, you know, being on, you know, being aligned, is 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 the way that you kind of move forward and and you don't fall into those pitfalls of oh well here this this killed us but also lessons learned documenting those especially in technology and you're building you know in, in certain retail and hotels and hospitals they built the same thing right. so you can you can you can hone the product as you go but then documenting the challenges that that you get as you're moving forward those are big too and lessons learned and rolling that back into a cycle of learning and really making sure that you don't make that challenge. You know, you don't hit those issues as you're going forward and you go through a checkbox and, and it's really served us pretty well. And, but you're right. Those things can be a, Ooh, a gotcha moment or an aha moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they're a got you in the wallet is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Another question as we're interviewing, because this is fantastic. I'm so excited that the team set this up. I'm glad to meet you. And this is, I mean, it's been Appreciate fun. it. It's been great. 
is this the future? Like in your opinion, like, cause I, I, I just went to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and they, they were massively building, growing. Yeah. Massive, yeah. massive growth going on there. And one week I'm looking over and I'm like, there's no building there. The next week as we're leaving, I'm like, there's a building there. Yeah. This is, yeah, there's, this is insane. So, yeah. So, so there is, and it's a lot of different fiefdoms. There's groups in the steel organization, which I used to work for a company called Connects Tech. Great, great organization has a proprietary moment frame connection. That's revolutionary in helping with the installation. And you know, those other groups that are building, you know, integrating, like we have, you know, network environments that we have prefab mechanical rooms, electrical rooms, turnkey data centers. So there's little fiefdoms all over the place that, that do these things. And, and unfortunately not everybody can do, has the time to research and find them all. So yeah. it's usually by experience or word of mouth or doing your research, you know, or having the team to do the research, but there are other groups out there that are innovative and that are cutting edge and soon to be, you know, bleeding edge as, uh, um, you know, as things evolve and, you know, is anything in the data center industry going to, you know, you know, bleeding edge. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things out there that we work with. Um, we have a company called force physics. That's, you know, taking compression, you know, uh, making the mechanical infrastructure, you know, non-existent and it's using fan, uh, fan um, um, and air exchange to, to cool servers. And mm. these are revolutionary, but it, you know, it takes time for people to adopt. So it takes time for people to want to change and you have to, I mean, and, and you have to have some pockets too. So it's uh, you know, it's financially, it's, it's, it's challenging sometimes too, but really, what you have to do is educate people. You really have to collaborate, get them understanding that you're trying to affect a, a change in culture and not just lose things and not just keep wasting things and keep recreating the wheel. And once you do that, it's really, it's, they just, they, they eat it up. I mean, there's an example we did, uh, it's downtown San Francisco and we were doing a retrofit for a data center company refurbishing the facility. So in the, um, one of these units, uh, we're working with a company called high tech out of the Netherlands. So we had California, New York, um, Phoenix, the net, you know, the Netherlands. So, I mean, we had you know 18 time zones where we're trying to work together with the owner and there's an end user. And so the first project, um, first unit in those 10 replicable, replicable facilities uh, in downtown um, in a in data center market, live existing operating facility. And this is one of the largest uh, data center owners in the world. And subsequently, we let the team go in. And we were the project management entity and we let the team go in and just do it themselves. And subsequently, it, um, it took 16 weeks and they have been planning four weeks. So red flag, right? So we they're like, well, what do we do? We say, well, you know, let's let's make some changes here. So we've started to inject some some tools that we've utilized in the past, you know, lean methodologies, uh, poll planning, looking at um, time impact analysis on because we're doing the same thing 10 times. Right. So the, the adoption was slow, but they got it. And so, you know, we, we worked through it. And so the next one, it, you know, it, it took roughly half that time It was about eight weeks nine weeks. And they're like, wow, that's great. And I said, well, okay, now let's, you know, my team was working with them and, and injected themselves into that next process and did some pull planning, which is everybody is there and they planned out every day what they were going to do. And it takes a lot of time, but if you're doing it one time and then you can replicate that 10 and you're improving along the way, what are you doing? You're creating the product over and over again. So anyway, well, I'll truncate that story. Uh, installation that we got to three weeks and was standardized after the third unit, three weeks from wow. 16. So by 
changing culture, changing perception and looking for value and looking for optimization in certain areas with slight changes and with open communication and people getting on the same page, you're able to do amazing things. Um, you know, we're, we're the problem, but we're also able to do amazing things as human beings. Right. And, yeah. and, and it's, it's great. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to myself at the same time, but, but those types of things happen on a constant basis. And, and, and think about the, 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 if they had to do 16 weeks of, of a facility times 10, I mean, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of waste. And, you know, we were able to create, make up the time in those 16 weeks and get on, on budget and on, and, and, and on time. So it's, a, it's, we believe in this. It is really lead with culture, lead with collaboration, lead with technology and the rest will follow. And if you standardize and you're always looking to continuously improve and optimize what you're doing, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. There's like a business lesson in what you've just explained. I mean, as you're speaking, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's business. I mean, it's, it's, it's a business lesson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah How did really you learn is. that? How did you learn that? You know, um, it's part of doing what you're doing. You just don't want to do things in waste. Right. And it's trying to be as effective and as efficient and um, with your customer and for your customer. And, and, but also, I mean, we had our epiphany moment. We watched the movie uh, Moneyball, um, yeah. you know, and we've got in that same thing. There's a lot of business knowledge in there and looking for value and, and really looking at things differently. And, you know, Brad Pitt's in there saying, you know, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to solve? And they keep going over, Oh, well, you know, we got to fill this, that no, we have to be different. We have to create, we have to look for things at things differently. And that's what we do. We come in and we look at things differently. Just like when we were assessing mod, I was like, Jesus, is this going to work? Right. But it did. And it does. And, you know, we continue to believe in that, you know, um, Lily sits in California. I sit in Arizona and, you know, um, my, my COO sits in Northern California and, um, you know, we have projects in Virginia. I mean, and, you know, in the middle East, I mean, so, it's you can be as effective, you can be as efficient at a distance as long as you are communicating effectively. Clearly, you're all on the same page and you're all working towards you know common goals. And that's at the core of everything we do. And so I guess it's it's learning by doing, but you also try to teach the younger guys coming out of school and you know coming up through the trades that, hey, do you want to fight and, and play this game your whole entire life, or do you? Do you want to do things differently and smarter? And we've got some guys that work with Rosen and Electric and, uh, you know, their, their national firm. Uh, and uh, one of their younger PMs came on the project, which was in San Francisco. And and he ate it up. Uh, you know, he ate up the the way in which we were scheduling and communicating, you know. Uh, the, and we were he was at we we're at six hours of meetings a week on the front end. And so by the time the third unit was in and done, we had 30 minutes of meetings every week. So six hours to 30 minutes. And so he's like, I wish all of our projects were like this. And uh, he was really adopting it. And same thing with the owner, the, the owners now, you know, they leverage, Hey, we want you guys to, to work on our projects and standardize on that. So we can be that way because they're on, this is like our best project meeting. We just, it's, a, it's clear, concise and succinct. And we run all of our meetings the same way and we communicate all the same way. And, it, and it's just been really um, amazing for us really has. Have you, have you branded that methodology? Is it like the, is there a way? Like, yeah, we you know? do. We call it the GRA way. Um, and we have a lot of partners that we plug into that platform because we've created the standards, which is 
how do you use the tools? How do you communicate? How do you do reporting? And, and so it's not, it's, yeah, it's branded. It's, but there's no intellectual property. It's just, it's communication one-on-one, right? It's just, it's collaboration. It's so, but you know, common sense isn't so common these days. And we, and we, we, we say that and, and I have to, I have to take that from my father. Cause that's what he says. So, um, but you know, uh, it isn't really branded except that it's our mantra and it's what we preach. And, and I wish everybody would adopt it. I really do. I mean, because people, you can do more with less and better. Yeah. And I mean that we have blended some of the comments and stuff like that, but uh, you know, so. This is good, man. Well, I really appreciate your time, Joe. Uh, it's rare that I'm wowed in one of these interviews and you've wowed me. So uh, thanks. And thanks for joining Lily. And um, we're here to serve guys. If there's anything we can do to serve you, we want to do that. And we want to grow and scale with you as you do. Yeah. And you will. Um, you, Maude has been fantastic. Uh, it's been from the interview process to up, you know, keeping up with um, the, the, the virtual professionals, um, you know, we've been working with one of them for two plus years now, um, CLO, and she's epic. Um, yeah. she's an integral part of our team and we won't allow her to go anywhere. <laughs> so she's That's, fantastic. I love that. And we're growing, you know, with others and we're interviewing, you know, at this time for, as for our growth, um, and, uh, introducing to uh, our other partners, the opportunities as well. And, and, and we tout the, the benefits of it for sure. So yeah, absolutely. And thank you. This has been great. We love, we love to communicate and we love to, you know, educate people and get people drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny as I'm like, man, I want to spend some time with this guy. Cause I, here's the thing. I think the biggest challenge that you have, and I just, you'll, you'll laugh because I sent this to a customer that's having a change management issue, you know, and there's specific steps to go through when you, when you're doing change management. And so I sent him a video and a blog post. I'm like, here's how I would do it. And here's what you want to watch out and people. And the reality is that is the ninja skill is communication. Like that's what leadership is, is just saying the same things over and over and over again. Yeah, no question. You know, we, we've got mentors along the way and a uh, few of them up by where you guys are there. Uh, but, uh, you know, and but it is it's communications, it's relationship. It's really just being, you know, open to change. And it's awesome. We're 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 loving it. And um, it's Friday, too. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. And please uh, reach out, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn or whatever. I'd love to communicate yeah. and love to keep you updated. It'd be great. Yeah, no. And and we'll we'll dice this up and make it look amazing and then send it out and let you see it. Put, put Lily's face on, not mine. So <laughs> uh, She does look a little better than you do. I just got to <laughs> exactly. say that. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Daniel. Cheers. Cheers.